Okay, Kapow Radio Show. Hello there, everybody. Today's date is March 9th, 2020, and this is Miss Kapow. Miss Kapow, Miss Kapow, Miss Kapow. Uh, you know, last week we talked about the, well, I entitled the show The Secret Doctrine of um, Suffering. Yeah. And I wasn't, I, I, it's, it's not a secret. I mean, and I'm not sure it's a doctrine, but like you it's said, bi- it's, it's biblical. biblical. But the thing is, is including myself, oftentimes we don't want to think about the suffering part with Christ in order to build character. Mm-hmm. And it's not popular. And, um, but it's needed because oh, we all go through it. If you haven't gone through it really, really hard yet, you will. Um, maybe numerous times in your life, it's part of God's character building and his plan to do things. And often we read about the Apostle Paul and you think, well, he's the Apostle Paul. So, you know, things happen to him because he was special, specially mm-hmm. called and stuff. But you know what? It's for all of us. All of us are going through suffering, afflictions, hardships. Testings, yeah. trials. Yeah. And there's, uh, like last week we talked about count it all joy. <laughs> you know, like really? Yeah. Uh, but you're, you're counting the opportunity is all joy. And that's still hard to do. Mm-hmm. As, sure as much as we broke it down, when it's happening to you, it's still hard to, to number one, realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's real, real difficult to realize, hey, maybe I'm being tested. Maybe mm-hmm. my faith is being tested. Well, then you got the thoughts of the flesh, the thoughts of the devil, you know, that you've all got to um, identify. So it's, it's real hard. tough. And if you even get to the point where you go, well, maybe I'm being tested, then you got to get to that other point going, oh, this is an opportunity for my spirit man to grow. So it's Yay. not, yeah, yeah, it is not easy. It's so much easier to talk about it and to teach about it when you're not in the throes of it. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the midst of it, all you can do is hang on for dear life and you think you're going to die. That's just the truth. So really a show like this is for that time when any of us is back into that place of just sheer despair mm-hmm. <laughs> that you could go back and listen to something like this and go, yeah, okay. I can find some comfort in this. I can mm-hmm. find something. I can find something to hold on to. It will end. And I think that's what Paul's idea was too. You know, eventually. Eventually it ends and and then you're able to help other people. Yes. And that's the point of today. It's the God of comfort today. Mm-hmm. All right? All right. Okay. 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 So we are going to read from Second Corinthians Chapter 1, verses 3 through 10. Mm-hmm. Shall I read? Yeah, and I'm going to do the King James Version. Yes. Because it's just, I don't know, it's 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 heavier. Yes, okay. The wording's heavy. And then we'll go back and break it down like usual. All right. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation 
that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead, <clears throat> Excuse me, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Ye also, oh, that's, I think that's it. That's it. You just got so excited you wanted yeah, to keep going. Yeah, I just keep reading. Uh, it's easy to read that and kind of glance over it. It really is, especially mm. in the King James. But there's a lot here. It's really heavy. Especially verse 8. It's almost like he's writing this because of verse 8. Mm. Something happened in Asia. We don't know what happened. It wasn't Ephesus. It wasn't any of these other things that are recorded in Acts. You know, Paul and his team went through a lot more stuff than it's recorded. Yeah, just like the Lord Jesus. Just they like Jesus. Did. Yeah. And something happened in Asia where he got to the point of total um, despair. Uh, despair and despondency and depression where he thought he was going to die. And the Greek, when we get to that point, the Greek is he asks himself a question. It's in the Greek implies a question. Am I going to live or die? And he answers it. I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. So he knows he's, he's dead and that yet God uh, rescued him, <laughs> delivered him. And that's what he's talking about. It's some heavy, heavy stuff. But he says, once you get to that point of really utter despair, that's when you get to the point where you realize I can't trust anything anybody anyone not myself i can't trust there's nothing in existence that i can trust except god mm -hmm. and you have to get to that point unfortunately i i don't believe as humans we could just get to that point ourselves well even paul talks about that yeah know? it's not in our nature and so god i mean we pray the lord's prayer lead us not into proving yeah but deliver us from the evil one and as much as possible, you know, you try to humble yourselves before God and walk that way. But sometimes your world has to be turned upside down, mm -hmm. sifted in order to get to that point of total dependence. Um, heavy stuff. All right. Yeah. And plus this, the suffering is ultimately about um, maturity. Because yeah. maturity is the, um, the main goal, being conformed into the image of the Son of God. Christ, yes. Mature believers. Mm -hmm. Maturity. That's what we need. Yeah. And that's what suffering does. It matures us. Yeah. You're really cute, Miss Capel. Oh, thank you. Verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. Mm -hmm. God the Father. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Paul and used, you notice it says all comfort. All comfort. Not just godly comfort. So all comfort comes from him. This is the first time he uses comfort. And I think he uses it about six more times in ten, within 10 verses. Mm. It's incredible. It's the, same, the word consolation mm -hmm. is actually the same word comfort. Mm -hmm. it's, it comforts everywhere. So he's uh, the Father God is the God of all mercies and the God of all comfort. And this is what we're going to focus on today. Last week we talked about suffering and we're going to talk about the God of comfort now. Uh, which is part of that suffering. But we have to understand that we're not just hang, hung out to dry, even though you feel like it is. The uh, Greek word is uh, paraklesis. Mm. Paraklesis. You know, it's kind of like a, almost the Holy Spirit coming alongside. Coming alongside. Uh -huh. Para. It means imploration, horation, solace, comfort, consolation exhortation, entreaty. It's translated 29 times in the New Testament. 14 times consolation. Exhortation, eight. Comfort, six. I think most of them are right here in this these verses. Probably, yeah. Entreaty, once. Mm. And, and, it, and it implies a calling, actually like a vocalizing. Uh, a calling near, a summons, especially for help. Mm. An importation, supplication, an entreaty, an exhortation, an admonition, an encouragement, consolation, comfort, uh, or refreshment. Reminds me of um, the Lord Jesus in um, the garden when yeah. he was praying with the, to the Father, yeah. you know. If it be a possible, let this cup pass for me. Yeah. But not my will, but thine be done. Because he understood his father was a God of mercies and a God of all comfort. Mm -hmm. And I believe he was comforted there. I do. I do. And uh, God, God as, as a believer, God will always comfort us mm -hmm. uh, in this. But when you're going through the suffering, when, it, when it's hitting the fan, that's what I'm telling you, it's, it's real difficult to see. Mm -hmm. It really is. Uh, it, it, you're just, you're just, it's not blind faith. Blind faith means you don't know what you have faith in. You have faith, but you're hanging on for dear life. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, Paul, the apostle Paul was hanging, hang, hanging on to dear life because he thought he was going to die. Mm -hmm. You know, and so there was no one coming to rescue no, him. this is it. And his only trust was God. It's yeah. like, God, you're, you're either going to get me out of this or you're not, but yeah. nobody else can help me. <laughs> there's, no, there's no one's coming. Yeah. Now, verse 4, still talking about Father God, says, who comforteth. Now it's the same word. Okay, so it's the second time it's used. It's paracleo. It's from paraclesis. Okay. He comforteth. So it's about, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, call the one side. Call for a summon. Exhortation, to admonish, to entreat, to encourage, to comfort. So Father God, who comforted us in all our tribulation. Tribulation is thalipsis. You'll see this word often. Thalipsis. Often. 
it's it's means pressure, hmm. affliction, mm-hmm. anguish, burden, persecution, tribulation, or trouble, folks. When you're being pressured, when you're being squeezed, when you're at your wit's end, and God is using that to build character in you, mm-hmm. that's what this is. You can get it from Satan. You can get it from the world. You can it could come in numerous ways. Yeah, from yourself, from, from yourself, from, even from the the brethren. Yeah, even from the church. You know. So it's tribulation, it's affliction, trouble, anguish, persecution, burden. It's a pressing together, mm-hmm. an oppression. So he comforts us in all our oppression, all our Trouble. burdens, mm-hmm. yes, that we may be able to comfort. That's the third time it's used, the word comfort, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, Philipsis again, by the comfort, what is Four. that, the fourth time, wherewith we ourselves are comforted five. of god that's in one verse verse four you got five comforts five comforts and it's and it's only used six times in the new testament i mean translated that six mm-hmm. times yeah so you're right it's all it's all right here. here so he's a god of comfort here's here's the deal it i mean nothing's by accident paul's writing this and it's the holy spirit is emphasizing this word paraclesis mm-hmm He's emphasizing this comfort. So in verse four, what we're getting out of it is the reason why God is comforting us in our tribulation so that we may be able to comfort other people. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you meet people they are just going through just hellacious things. You don't know what to say. No. But it's like. Especially if there's like a death or a, uh, an illness. Yeah. You know, anything really. You don't know what to say, but you just go, all I can tell you is that God is faithful mm-hmm. and he, he will bring you through this and he will comfort you and he will, he'll see you through. And that's all you can do. And one of the person says, I wish I can believe that. I wish I can hang on to that. Doesn't matter. But that's all you could give them is who God is. And that's a promise. And we know that God cannot lie. And um, this is a promise for all his children. Yep. Absolutely. It's not just for the Apostle Paul or for the Corinthian church. It's for all of us. So in verse 5, he says, For as the sufferings of Messiah abound in us, and this is an interesting word. I'll go back to it. For as the sufferings of Messiah abound in us, so our consolation, it's actually the same word, paraclesis, mm-hmm. our comfort, also aboundeth by Christ. They go hand in hand, the sufferings and the comfort. Right. You can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm like a big chocolate lab. I like a lot of comfort. Rub my belly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to suffer. Right. Mm-hmm. But they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. This is an interesting word. For as the sufferings of Christ abound... It means superabound in quantity or quality, to be in excess, hmm. to be sufflurious, sufflurious, to cause to superabound or excel. It's more more abundant, um, to exceed. So 
It says to exceed a fixed number or measure for the sufferings of Christ abound in us. That means the sufferings of Messiah exceed in us what we would believe, at least, a fixed measure. We can't take it anymore. Right. It's not It's not like, oh, we're going to suffer. You know, I can't find my car keys. Oh, God, I'm going to be late for work. I'm suffering. It's not that. This is something that abounds. It's to, to be over, to be um, over and above in abundance. Mm-hmm. It's abundant suffering. It's not a popular no message. Um, Nobody wants to suffer. No one wants to suffer, and a lot of people don't want to hear this. Only reason why you want you need to hear it is when it happens. You you need pl- you need a place to go. Yeah, and you need to know that God is there and faithful yeah. to comfort you. Yeah, during your trial. It, so, in a way, a show like this is we're already trying to pre-comfort before it happens, or mm-hmm. maybe you're going through it right now. For the sufferings of Christ abound. In other words, they're just they're overflowing in us. Um. I got to a I got to a point several times in my life where it's like I I can't take it no more. Mm-hmm. You know that scripture that says he won't put more on you than you can bear. Right. I used to like quote that and going, well, I'm I can't bear it. I'm no at more. that point. I'm at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I, just, I don't know where that bearing mark is, but I'm about to crack. Mm-hmm. Something is about to happen. Uh, but you know, you keep getting pushed, squeezed, and pressured harder and harder. And you don't think you can take it no more, mm-hmm. and I don't think you can without Him sustaining you. No, it's the Holy Spirit. That and, and that's and that's the Holy Spirit that's giving the comfort. Yeah, He's the it one walking both. alongside. Uh-huh. It's one the same. So, so as the sufferings of Christ superabound in us, so our comfort. It's translated here, consolation, also aboundeth by or through Messiah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's six times already comfort, mm-hmm. or, you know, but it's it was translated consolation, but yeah, six times six. that word there. Yeah. And the reason why it does that, why the reason why the sufferings like overbound in us is so that we can comfort others. That's right. It's like you're going to have pity. You're going to have mercy. You're going to have God's mercy right. on people going through that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see somebody going through something that's horrible yeah. or something that you can relate to and you can have empathy with them. Yeah. And go, what, can, what can I do to help them out? Or what can I? Mm-hmm. It's like when, our, when, our, uh, when dad died, yeah. Paul's father died. Um, you could tell the ones that experienced a death that was close yes. to them by how they t- they spoke and how they reacted to you. You know, they didn't treat you like a leper. They didn't say, um, you know, uh, stupid things. Yeah. Then the ones that didn't go through that, they it was very uncomfortable for them. They really had no idea what to say or or what to do. And I don't blame them because that's, uh, you know, they love you, they care about you and they, they want to comfort you, but they don't know how because mm-hmm. they've never been through that. So, yeah, sometimes you just got to give them a hug and just be there. That's mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. And silence. I mean, you can learn a lot through Job's friends and stuff. Those trying to comfort him sure. where, where he's at, at his wits end. Mm-hmm. There's no more to give. Verse six. 
And whether we be afflicted, and Paul's talking, you know, personally, his team and him, you know, personally, whether we be afflicted. Now, this word afflicted is thalibo. So hmm. it's it comes from, you know, it's the base of thalipus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means the same thing, to crowd, to be narrow, to suffer tribulation or trouble. Um, so, and whether we be afflicted or, you know, gone through tribulation or trouble, it is for your, here's the word again, consolation. And salvation. And salvation. Now he adds this to it. It's mm-hmm. for your paraclesis, mm-hmm. for your solace. Now, how is that that Paul says, whether we and whether we be afflicted, it is for your Corinthian church, and obviously, by extension, us, it's for your comfort mm-hmm. and salvation. The word salvation is salvation. It's, right. You know, you, you get your so, soteriology. And then he says, which is effectual. That means it's energized. Mm-hmm. It's active. active. It's mm-hmm. efficient. It's working. It's operative. It's an operative power. So the comfort and the salvation is is operating in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we're suffering, we can comfort you mm-hmm. because you're suffering the same way we were suffering. Yeah. And now you are able to bring comfort to those that are suffering. Yeah. Uh, it's not just the apostles, the called out, you know, evangelists or all, church. It's, all the brethren. Yeah. And then he says, or whether we be comforted, there's that word again. What is it? Seven times now? Mm-hmm. Eight times. It is for your consolation. Same word. Mm-hmm. So whether we be comforted, it is for your comfort and salvation. So mm-hmm. you can see this reciprocalness of suffering and comfort. Mm-hmm. It's two sides of the same coin. And then your suffering and your comfort is also one side of the coin of somebody else's suffering and comfort. Right. And that comfort then transcends to you and you are then transcends to them mm-hmm. right. as the body of Christ. And see, the Apostle Paul, as well as all the other apostles, um, they're... They're uh, following Christ mm-hmm. as he suffered. They're suffering. And it goes with the book in um, the chapter in Hebrews, chapter 4, where it says Jesus Christ is our high priest because yeah. of what he suffered. So he is our um, our example yeah. of how to behave, what, what we need to do when we're suffering. And that's what Paul's doing. Paul is um, imitating or following Christ. You know, there's even a scripture that says, follow me as I follow Christ. And that goes with, uh, Peter says the same thing. You know, all the apostles are doing the same thing. We should be saying the same thing. Follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and that goes with our suffering. And the majority of our existence in this, on this earth as Christians should be suffering because it says in uh, um, Acts that by much affliction we enter into the kingdom. By much, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, one of those scriptures we just kind of gloss over. Yeah, let's yeah. let's grab yeah. the promises. You know, um, I can do all things. Let's grab that. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> not the by much affliction. The thing is, is 
even non-believers go through this horrible trial and tribulation of this probationary world down here that's that's under uh that fell because of these serpent you know serpent boys the only difference is they have no comfort no they don't have the they, lord they go through this stuff and there's nothing to comfort them or they can't comfort anybody else um so we we have the god of comfort thank you lord and um that's the only thing that gives us comfort in that. And that gives us praise in our hearts. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know. All of that. And that's why he, he can say rejoice. And again, it's, I say rejoice. rejoice. And count it all joy yeah. when these things happen, you know, because the outcome is our salvation. Mm-hmm. Because we're enduring. Mm-hmm. And you're going to enter in that kingdom of heaven with much praise, much glory. Mm-hmm. And... When Christ returns, uh, you'll share in His glory. Right. You, you know, God. God will will approve of you, and be be proud um, of your of your salvation. Right. Verse seven. And our hope of you is steadfast. It's not. It's not unmovable. Knowing that as we are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye also of the comfort mm-hmm. the consolation the comfort so that's paul so he's writing this as our hope of you is solid we, we know that just like you're going to be partakers of the suffering mm-hmm. so shall you also be uh partakers of the consolation you can't have one with the other that's that's the point here yeah and basically he is comforting them here yeah like what we're suffering you're going to suffer too but in your suffering you will receive the comforting that we also have received. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Verse 8's heavy. It's, a, it's about Asia. Mm-hmm. And it's about him just say, I'm going to die. Let's take a commercial break and we'll be right back. Okay. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield. Wow, that was amazing. Uh. <laughs> Woo. Okay, <laughs> first eight. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Wow. We would not have you ignorant. We don't want you uh They weren't they weren't having know. a good day. <laughs> no, they're not having a big day. Uh and the word trouble is thelipsis. Mm-hmm. 
It's anguish, burden, pressure. It's the same thing as tribulation. So the apostle Paul and his team, he's using we, uh, don't want these people to be ignorant of the incredible tribulation and pressure that they went under and came to them in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know what happened. Yeah, it we was don't. just so bad that they knew that they were going to get out that of it. That they were going to die. Uh, this is that we were pressed out of measure. This is amazing. Uh, the word pressed is uh, down in place, still pressed, mm-hmm. right? But out of measure, it's a hyperbole. Hyperbole. Uh, from a throwing beyond others, super eminence, uh, once again, abundance, far more exceeding. Um, it's it's over, like this is overabundance again, beyond. Mm-hmm. So it's that we were pressed out of measure. I mean, it's like, okay, if there's 12 inches of packed snow, yeah. we're pressed Four, 14 or 15 inches is pressed into what normally would only like contain compact. 12. Yeah. You're just, and you've, you've heard me say when you're squeezed, you got to have something that will come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't have the word of God in you and you're not, you're not constantly, you know, feeding on uh, the word, the manna of God, when those pressures come, you don't have anything to come out. You got to have that truth in you. Uh, mm-hmm. If, if, if you uh, are just listening to happy clappy stuff or, um, you know, chasing Nephilim around and aliens, that's not going to cut it uh, when the crappa hits the fana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it will. It will if you're born again. It's, it's inevitable. Suffering and, and comfort consolate go hand in hand. So he said, I don't want you ignorant of what happened in, in Asia that we were pressed out of measure. Above strength, once again, it's over and beyond. It's way more than we can take. Strength is dynamus, where we get our power. Mm-hmm. It, we were pressed so much, we were above our strength, our mm-hmm. power. They were weak. Yeah. And, you know, just like when uh, Paul um, was buffeted. By yes, Satan, yes, and then Jesus, he said, "I asked the Lord three times to take this from me." And take then this thing God away. said, "My grace is sufficient for yeah. you." That's for everybody. Yeah. God's grace is sufficient. God, you know, God is everything. God is God is all. God is enough. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and um, yeah, and uh, things may not be ideal for you down here because mm-hmm. well, they're not ideal. And then when I think about the other part of this scripture where it says it's they're pressed out. Yeah. I'm I envision a rose, a pressed rose. Oh. And when you press a rose, you get this fragrance. Yeah. I like that. And um that's what happens when we're pressed, the fragrance of Christ comes out from us. Yeah. As we humble ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to work in us what he wants to work in us. Yeah, and sometimes you just you know, people say, you know, you seem so peaceful or I would have mm-hmm. never known you're going through this or, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just the Lord. Like you said, it's just that fragrance of the Holy spirit. Um, but Paul here, he's pressed out of me, has no more strength in so much that we despaired even of life. This is a heavy, heavy statement. Mm-hmm. 
he was so pressed, so powerless that they despaired. Check this out. The Greek word is exaporoimai. (laughs) (laughs) Utterly, it means to be utterly at a loss. Hopeless is what that is. Hopelessness. Oh, gosh, I hate that feeling. I have felt that several times, and I hate that feeling. It says to renounce all hope. You just give up and go. I, I, there's no way out of this. Yep. Um, either, either I die or the Christ comes back or the world runs out of toilet paper and everybody <laughs> dies. Of, you know, it, it's, it's, well, I know some of you listening to my voice have felt that utter hopelessness. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible feeling, horrible, horrible feeling. So Paul is saying that's what he felt. He despaired of it. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of this, uh, the Crossway commentary, because uh, it says, you know, we don't know what he, what he went, we don't know what happened in Asia. Because um, a lot of people are saying it's, it's Ephesus, but it's, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't Ephesus or just some illness. This was something uh, that's alluding to some kind of trials of a different kind, especially mm-hmm. plots or attempts against his life. And I got to remember, he was surrounded by enemies, Jews and heathen, who thirsted for his blood. Can you imagine yeah. being hated that much? Well, you remember what oh. the Jew said? We will not eat or drink yeah. until this man is dead. Yeah. That's the vow they took. <laughs> um, and we know that Acts contains a record of only a small part of his troubles. But he says, we were under great pressure. The allusion is to a wearied animal that sinks in despair under a burden beyond its strength. Hmm. That's sad. And I think about the Lord Jesus, the yeah. lamb, the baby lamb. Yeah. You know, Just, these ugly, yeah. you fill in the blanks, Yeah, you know, that, that wanted to kill him. Yeah, for just, not for not doing anything, mm-mm. but just saying that, just speaking the truth. It's not that he didn't do anything; he was speaking the truth, truth. and they didn't want to hear it, and now they wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. The lamb that was slain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commentary says that so that we despaired even of life. The expression is intensive, to be utterly at a loss or absolutely without a way of escape. It seemed impossible to the apostle that he could escape from the enemies who beset him on every side. These enemies were not only men, but perils and trials of all kinds. You know, what comes to mind is King David. Yes. You know, yes. he went through that same thing. Yes. His own son trying to kill him and then running from Saul. And, mm-hmm. and no, he had enemies no on every side, yeah. you know. So it's it's really I think that's a good point. I mean it's it is a God principle. It mm-hmm. is a biblical principle that transcends Old and New Testament. It's there's suffering suffering and comfort. I mean, David had to suffer what he did in order to be able to comfort a nation, an mm-hmm. entire nation as as a king. You know, and, and this brings to another point that um, you know, whatever we go through <clears throat> as far as sufferings and our afflictions um, you know, many of us get angry with God, you know, and, and that's understandable. But you're really getting angry at the wrong person. God is, is there actually to comfort you. And yes, he is powerful to take it away. 
but his motive, it's like the, the part, you know, don't, um, I forget what the word is, but about chastisement, mm, the yeah. training, the discipline that God is putting don't us through. Despise it. Yes, is for our own good. It's for our eternal good. Yeah. So everything that God, um, that comes from God's hand is out of love, believe it or not. No. But that's the truth. It's out of God's love for you, for your eternal good. And one thing we got to keep in mind also, and you hit on this, is that he is in control of everything. He's There's sovereign. nothing, yes. There is nothing beyond his control, even though it seems like he just abandoned you. Mm-hmm. And you're calling out, God, where are you? And it's cricket, cricket, and you're hitting that, that iron ceiling. Oh, Lord, yes. I hate that feeling. I know you mm-hmm. do, too. And, and you don't know why. What did I do? How come he's not hearing me? These are hard, hard times to be mm. pressed like this. Um, but it's been going on for a long time. And if you if you choose to follow the path of Yahweh through it's Messiah, easy. This, is, this is part of the probation here, uh, building that character. Verse 9, but as we had the sentence of death in ourselves, mm. wow, that we should not trust in ourselves this is key to this why we're even talking about this today but in god which raiseth the dead check that out but we had the sentence that means a judicial decision it's an answer like if you're in court before a judge and you plead guilty, you're not guilty, and then the judge answers your plea, that's what this is in the Greek. Where the meaning is, quote, on asking myself whether I should come out safe from mortal peril, I answered, I must die. That's what that means. That Greek word for sentence there, um, in its original sense, is of a judicial decision. Mm. that's some heavy stuff yeah so when paul writes that's why i use the king james version instead of the nlt or something because you, you get the you get the oomph in this one you know you really get the meat it's not an easy read it's not something you just gloss over and go huh eh, you know but we had the sentence they he says we had the judicial sentence of death it's an asked and answered how do you plead i i plead innocent and the judge i am sentenced you to death i think you you did it there's evidence against you you're gonna die mm. and paul said we had that sentence of death in ourselves so he knew they were gonna die he knew but here's the reason then he says here's the reason that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. That's the whole purpose and the whole key behind the ellipsis. Trials and tribulations, the pressure, everything, all the weirdness that's happening, all that strange stuff, everything. You're the only one that's going through it. It's crazy. It's out of control. You're at your wits end. You think you're going to die. There's nowhere to turn to. The whole thing is that 
you will get to a point that you cannot trust yourself or anybody else. Mm-hmm. There was a scripture that I had found earlier about this, basically, um, that you can only trust God, that you can't trust man or any, or, or anything, but just God. I, I wish I would have oh, wrote it down. you don't have it. But um, I can't seem to find find it. Well, I'll keep talking and maybe you can find it in your notes there. But that's the key. And obviously you found something mm-hmm. that backed that up. That Paul said we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves. Folks, here's the whole thing about humility. And I did some teachings on this. I could do it some more. In James, where he says, humble yourselves before God. You know, where it says, right before it says, it's, it's, it, it resists the enemy and he'll flee. Do you know, right before that, you have to submit yourself unto the Lord and humble yourselves. You want to humble yourself. You do not want God to humble you. You don't want him to, to humble you. Trust me, it is. That's no bueno. Humble yourselves. And what does that mean? It means you go back to Proverbs. It means you lean not on your own understanding, but you acknowledge God in all your ways, everything he's doing, and he will direct your paths. In other words, you have to cast. Peter says you have to cast your care, your anxiety your fear and your worry unto him. It's not easy, folks, because, well, you know, men, especially men, we're, we're fix it. We're fix it people. We, we're fix it gender. Most men want to fix it. You know, we just, I'll fix it. You're trying to fix it. Um, really hard to let go and cast that anxiety, cast that problem, that philipsis onto God and say, I trust you. But unless you do that, you are not humbled before God because you're depending on your own intellect, your skills, your talent, your money, your ability, your church, your pastor, whatever, but you are not trusting wholly in Yahweh. And that's not going to work because then he's going to have to humble you and that's no bueno. Um. So Paul here says he got to the point of death. We're going to die. And the reason is, is that he was in total despair, total loss, no more trust in myself, but in God who raises the dead. Now, this is a lot like um, Abraham uh, when he's put through Thalipsis uh, with Isaac and told the sacrifices to promise son. And he says, but I know God can raise him from the dead. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, the commentary here says, so far from expecting to live, the apostle says he had in himself the sentence of death. This may mean that he was like someone actually condemned to die. God appeared to have passed the sentence of death on him, mm-hmm. and there could be no reprieve. The meaning of the word is very doubtful, it really means answer. We had in ourselves the answer of death. That is, 
when he asked himself whether life or death was to be the outcome of his conflicts, the answer was death. In other words, he did not expect to escape with his life. He just knew it was over. Uh, God brought him into the straits in order that he might not trust in himself. This is key. But in God who raises the dead. So these two things are so connected that the former is the necessary condition of the latter. There is no such thing as implicit confidence or reliance on God until we we renounce all confidence in ourselves. Mm, That is so true, and that's a hard place to get to. That sentence right there should be tattooed on my forehead backwards so when I look in the mirror, I can read it. Yep. I'm going to read it again. There is no such thing as implicit confidence or reliance on God until we renounce all confidence in ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is that's what I was talking about. To humble yourself, submit yourself, and humble yourself before God means you, you're relinquishing all your power, all your ta- everything, and you're relying totally on Him. If if you don't do that yourselves, He will do it for you. And it, like I said, it's no bueno. But doesn't it sound like what Jesus says? Take up your cross and follow Me. Deny yes. yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow daily. Take up your cross daily, daily and follow me. You see, God loves us so much. He loves us so much. He, he gave his only begotten son for our salvation. But we are creatures. We are his created creatures. And we cannot forget his sovereignty and his holiness and who he is. We have to have a high view of God to get through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that we are not our own anymore. We belong to him. We've been bought with a price, a high price, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't even belong to ourselves anymore. Amen. That's it. That's it. And you, we have to all get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the apostle was convinced that no wisdom or efforts of his own could deliver him from death, then was he forced to rely on the power of God. God here is described as he who raises the dead because the apostle's deliverance was a deliverance from death. Only the being who could call the dead to life, who could rescue him from the imminent peril. And here's the thing about Abraham. When Abraham's faith was put to the severe trial of believing what was apparently impossible, it says that he believed that God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were that's faith yeah that's in romans 4 17 mm-hmm. hebrews eleven nineteen. until he is tried no one knows how essential is god's omnipotence there it is his all power all powerful until he's tried no one knows how essential god's all powerfulness as a ground of confidence to his people. Amen. Hallelujah. They are often placed in circumstances where nothing short of an almighty helper can give them peace. It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to read it like this and go, oh, that makes perfect sense. When you're going through it, it's, it's hard to make sense. So stash this show away somewhere. <laughs> so if you yeah. go through it, you could, you could go back and go, I'm going to hold on to that. All right? Verse 10, and the last verse, still talking about Father God, 
Who delivered us from so great a death? Mm, thank you, Lord. And does deliver us in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole sermon just in verse 10. Yes, there right? is. Mm-hmm. He, he delivered, he still delivers, and he's going to deliver. Mm-hmm. You're saved, you're being saved, and you will be saved. You're justified, you're being justified, and you'll finally be justified. That's, right. That's what it is. It's the um, it's a, a, a promise. It's now, but but not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there. Um, it's like a it's like God's jealousy. You know what I mean? He's telling he's telling the world uh, these people belong to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your worldly philosophies, your Teachers, your helps, your this. No, I'm dealing. This is mine, and I'm fixing it. I'm I'm fixing it. This mm-hmm. is my stuff. Yeah. Paul's, well, I'm, well, I'm sorry, I couldn't find that scripture. Well, that's all right. Oh. That's all right. That's in, you'll find it tonight at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll do another show. It's like okay, it's we'll, this we'll, one. <laughs> we'll just do a five minute show, and we'll go. I found the scripture. Boom. We'll just entitle it. Miss Capel found the scripture. Boom. We'll put it up there. Yeah. Uh, Paul's trusted God was not disappointed. He did deliver him from such a deadly peril. Mm-hmm. Pearl, uh, that is one exceedingly fearful and apparently inevitable. It is evident from the whole context that the apostle had uh, not only been in imminent pearl, but was exposed to a more than ordinary painful death. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he was sentenced to be crucified or... You know, burned or something. Yeah. It says, whether this was from a disease or from enemies is a matter of conjecture. The latter is more probable, uh, though he had been delivered from the instant and fearful death from which he was threatened. The danger was not over. Uh, The machinations of his enemies followed him wherever he went. He therefore says that God had not only delivered, but continued to deliver. He was still beset with danger. He was, however, confident for the future, for he adds, on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And he did, Mm -hmm. and he does, and he will. The experience of past deliverances and mercies is the ground of present peace and of confidence for the future. Mm -hmm. I got to read that again. That's dynamite. The experience of past deliverances and mercies is the ground of present peace and confidence for the future. Exactly. And that's our journey with our God. Every time um, we, he gets us through one hurdle, you know, it's like, okay, God, you know, this is good. We can trust you. Then he, you go through another trial. He gets you through that one. Yeah. And your confidence in God starts to build, build and up. to grow. Like he did this for me back then. He's going to do this again. That's that song. He didn't let um, me down. He'll do it again, that song. I love that song. But that's basically what it is. And then as you grow in this respect, you become more and more mature in Christ. Then those things, you know, can't can't move you anymore Mm. because you already know about God. And that's basically what, uh, what he's trying to teach you train you and then peter talks about you know you add moral excellence and you add the knowledge of god and self-control add all the stuff well one of it is then loving the brethren and then loving all people mm-hmm. at the end and so when you go through this and you start comforting 
did you start seeing all that stuff start adding and growing on you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is the God of comfort, but he's also the God of emergency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because in emergency, Help. <laughs> he's the only one who can get you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to know that. And it's, it's hard to know that. And um, hopefully we'll all get to the point where we build that confidence up and look back and go, he did it for me this time and that time. And he'll get me through this. Right? Amen. That was a wonderful message. That was. We'll have to listen. Where to can that I buy time. that? I need to buy the three <laughs> it's CD. Free. I need to buy the three CD gift pack for a donation of anything. Okay. I want you to say good night. Good night, child babies. 